This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Franchise Tag. I'm your host, Derek, and I got my two buddies here, Chris and Mark. How's it going, guys? What's going on, Good, everybody? What's up, guys? Thank you for coming back. Uh, we got a little bit to talk about today, not too much, not much of it on our plate. Um, right before I hit record, I told Mark, since me and him are New York Giants fans, that he will be mad about this. Um, someone posted, and uh, the NFL Update Twitter just retweeted it. Exclusive. Five on-your-side investigators have confirmed that NFL has requested information from Cleveland police concerning two incidents earlier this year and former Brown safety Jabril Peppers' role in them, developing at WEW something news station or something like that so um yeah and then the cleveland police added the well, well retweeted it and quote tweeted it just to be clear mr peppers is not a suspect and suspect in any incident with cleveland police this is a little misleading so a little sigh of relief there yeah i hope i didn't oh freak God. you out a little too much but if something does come up we are screwed heart was racing a little bit a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> get a little closer to that mic bud Thank there we you. go. Thank you. You're like Matt. He doesn't talk into the mic. He's like, that's all the way back here. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, and he's like, I sound great. But this reminds me of the Janoris Jenkins thing. Like, what was that? At the beginning of the that season. That was never before. mentioned, like, again. Yeah. There was a dead body it, it in was, his house. It was his brother <laughs> killed his best friend. It was horrible. Oh, okay. So that mm-hmm. eventually got... I, I thought that that came up, and then he just played the season. I'm like, is no one talking about it anymore? I guess. Um yeah. Yeah, hopefully nothing comes up with Jabril, especially yeah. now that he's on his home team. Mm-hmm. I do not want that to happen. Not a good way for a fresh start to start. Two incidents. So if so- one of those incidents comes back up again, that would be an issue. Okay. Um, here, let's see what else is going on in the news. Antonio Brown shared audio of a trade conversation he had with with his agent Drew Rosenhaus, house, whichever, with Patriots. Eagles, Titans, Bills, and Raiders. All discussed in the audio. AB makes it clear he didn't want Buffalo. Belichick and Steelers GM Kevin Colbert didn't did speak. So there was conversation. Um, here, uh, I think the audio is here. Let's. Uh, it's a seven-minute thing. I'm just gonna start it. They didn't. His agent sounds cringy. Sounds like Well, hold on. I'm gonna pause it right here for one second. Okay. Is his agent skip? First of all, his agent sounds like a third grade teacher. It's like, A, B, we got to calm down. <laughs> okay, we're talking to the Patriots, but the Eagles don't want you. <laughs> all right, hold on. Let's keep, keep it going. I want to see. I want to hear this. I'm saying, so how the decision going to come down? Is it going to come down like to what club would to give up the most? Half of that was mumbling. From the standpoint, that's what they want. Okay. They want Yeah, good situation. Know, and he has Derek Carr. And they got nothing. No compensation. 
Yes. You know? 100%. And, I, you know, I wouldn't rule Oakland out, but... <laughs> they weren't ruled out. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, I can't lean no way. I'm just taking a positive approach and just, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you know, you can't have no expectations. I'm just letting God's plans fall in place. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I know I'll play out the right way and we'll make the best decision for the, the right situation, so... We will, man. We will make the best decision. You know, like when the Bills call me today... Oh, I can't wait to hear this. We made the trade. What are you guys looking for? And I went in to give him a number because I know you'd rather not go there. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not playing this whole thing. I just want to hear something juicy. And that's a good, that's a good development for us that, you know, they're now going to trade you to New England. If that happened, so oh my God. Of New England stepping up, you know? Yes. That, that's not great business for the Steelers to trade <laughs> you to the world champs in the same conference. So they don't care. They're making money. They don't, they, they, they got this shit going on. This shit ain't never ending, so they don't exactly. care. Third and fifth. Exactly. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to push good teams. I want to make sure you go someplace where, you know, you'll, you'll be Titans and the Bills was his best. Be successful wherever you go. But I also would like to see you with a good quarterback and a good team. Yeah, a great situation. Exactly. So All right, I'm going to stop it there. What do you guys think of that audio up till that point? There's literally who another posted, five minutes left of that audio. That? Um, I don't. It had to be someone with in contact with AB because it's directly like he's directly talking yeah. to the audio. It wasn't AB that posted. It? I don't think so. Doesn't say really because he got himself. Oh, into he shared it. he shared the audio uh, of a trade conversation he had with his agent, which I'm pretty sure isn't legally allowed. Didn't he learn when he FaceTime during the playoff win? No, of course he didn't. Did, well, did he not realize you're not supposed to be doing stuff like this? It's like, not reflecting badly on him, though. Like, he said, wherever I go, I go, God's plan type thing. After he said, I don't want to play for the Bills. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, that was never said. It was kind of implied. So when we spoke about it on this podcast, I was like, why did the why did the Bills thing back out? It was because, of course, and he said it on the audio that he didn't want to play there. Mm-hmm. And so the Bills don't want someone on there that he doesn't want to put that don't want someone on the team that doesn't want to play for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that occurred. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to check out that audio, it was posted on NFL Update uh, at My Sports Update on uh, Twitter. You could check the rest of that out. We're not going to play the whole thing on the podcast, though. Um, very interesting. So I'm going to keep scrolling down this page. Shout out NFL Update, by the way. Hmm. Um, NFL owners approved a role which would allow teams to enforce celebration penalties on the kickoff or the extra point. Up until now, the penalty was always enforced on the ensuing kickoff. Adding fifty yard adding fifteen yards to an extra point is the same as kicking a forty eight yard field goal. They really don't like PATs. <laughs> yeah, they don't. <laughs> they just keep finding ways to make them harder and worse. Expect this rule to be enforced soon that bench players can't come out and celebrate too. Because I, yeah, I they're, think they're trying they're trying to, trying to yeah. I think that's gonna be 
um, a rule come and, uh, this season. And the Broncos got shut down for their 4th and 15 idea instead of doing an onside kick, similar to what they do in the AAF. Oh, yeah, let me read some of that. Okay, yeah. so the next thing below it, so I'll get to it eventually if this isn't in it. Uh, Kansas City's proposal for both teams to get possession in overtime was tabled until the owner meetings in May. Still a chance that one happens. So potentially people you can get the ball back after a team scores in overtime. Yeah, but wasn't that the original rule and then they changed it yes. a few years ago? Yes. Yeah, okay. Their rule was like, oh, whoever scores first. Yeah, so they just changed it. But so they want it back to what it was? That's basically what they're doing? But like, what happens after, the, what, say, Pat Mahomes scores? Yeah. Like, I mean, what happens I- there? I feel like they're just not happy with anything. I feel like it just takes some scenario for them to try to change a rule. Like, I don't remember why they changed it, but there had to be a scenario a few years ago when they changed it to, you know, there's if you get a touchdown, you win. There had to be a reason. I don't remember why off the top of my head. Now they're changing it because they're like, oh, you know, like probably because of the Mahomes situation. They're probably like, you know, we we didn't even get to see what he could do. They, they Patriots just went out there and won, and everybody wanted to see what Mahomes would do, but... I don't know. I think it, I, I don't know either. I mean, Mahomes should get the ball back, and I 100%, if I were to put money on the table, and I don't bet on sports like at all, and I think I might in the future for simple things. I'm not willing to put my money on the table for everything. But just looking at that scenario, I guarantee you Pat Mahomes would have scored on that next drive. Most 100%, likely, yeah. I think. I think he would have scored. Considering what he did all that game, he put his heart into it, and he got it done. Just the Patriots are really good at the two-minute drill. That's all. That's really why they won in the first place. Um, now, here's what you mentioned before. Denver's proposal of having a 4th and 15 instead of onside kick did not get enough votes uh, per NFL Network. So, the a- the AAF, for those of you who don't know, um, instead of an onside if they, what was it? Instead of an onside kick, they get them 4th and 15, yeah. and they have to work from that field position. They have to uh, get the first down, and then, yeah, if they get the first down, then they continue to... Uh hold the ball do you think that rule should have been in place or do you think onside kicks are fine because 99 percent of the time onside kicks don't work unless you're pat mcafee and he kicks it to himself (laughs) yeah i mean honestly I i feel like in terms of the game you know like it's an advantage to the teams for them to not change this rule so i feel like that's why they're kind of not budging on that but when it comes down to the viewer if you knew that, you know, because when once you, you want to see, see them these, have the ball, yeah, once you see these onside kicks, you're kind of like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. It seems if, like a perfect rule. That's what I'm saying. But if if it's a fourth and fifteen, like think about it, you know, let's say one of the games, I don't know, let's say you know, like the Saints Rams, for example, that came down to the wire. Think about if one of those instead of doing, I don't, I don't think they did an onside kick, but just let's say there was a scenario between those two teams where they're both offensive like juggernauts. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, instead of kicking this onside kick and basically having no chance, you now, the, the chance is in your hands. And I feel like then that changes the whole dimension as well. So it's now, you know, do we load up our offense? What Do we load up our defense? Because, like, that's a big thing. I mean, it's not a common thing that comes down to, but I feel like you're going to want to have a good offense to, to be able to convert in a 4th and 15. Mark, what do you think of that rule instead of having an onside kick for that team to have a 4th and 15. So pretty much you're not going to get 4th and 10 because you're pretty much trained to do that. 4th and 15 kind of it's extends it to the lines of you kind of have to earn that extra 5 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like that rule instead of having an onside kick? And especially keeping in mind onside kicks are known to be non-effective for a very high percentage. I agree with what you and Chris were saying. Like, I feel like if they go, if they stick with how it was, then it might devalue players, like especially on defense. For example, 
of the Kansas City Rams game this year. Like how it was a scoring party back and forth. Like during all those opportunities, any defensive player can have their moment to shine by stop you know by stopping the offense of the other team once. So like Mahomes going downfield could have been stopped on. Well, no, he uh, he was stopped on the last drive, right? Didn't he throw an interception? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like that guy made a big play, and the defense was able to affect the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Um, honestly, watching the AAF, it's just a it's a good pl- if you if NFL is considering suing the in, like starting these rules, they should definitely put it towards AAF first and see what happens before doing anything. I feel like now you actually have a test dummy to see what can happen. Yeah. And now you see what they've been doing with the fourth and fifteen, and that's only happened once so far in the AAF. It hasn't happened very often, mm-hmm. and there's only been one overtime in the AAF so far as well. So you got some room to play with. Um, I definitely think this rule will be in place soon. I think onside kicks are going to be obsolete eventually. I don't think they're going to be there forever. They, they don't even want regular kickoffs. They're trying to get rid of that. That's why they moved it up so there's more touchbacks. They don't even want that. Yeah, the onside kick is kind of dangerous, too. It's dangerous, but the thing is you also have your own personnel, so you can kind of save bodies that way. Mm-hmm. Like you, can, you can bring someone up from the practice squad just for having, being on the hands team on the onside mm-hmm. kick yeah. and not do anything else. Like You can probably save some players and bring up people that you actually want to play like under mm-hmm. defense or offense. Um, honestly, if they get rid of kickoffs, kickoffs, I'll be very angry because there could be a big play on a kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a guaranteed touchback and it takes two seconds to kick off. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think what their problem is, is there's been a lot of injuries in general and they figure, oh, if they get rid of the kickoffs, it's one less play that they have to worry about an injury. Mm. That's why they're trying to get all these they keep moving it up so like it's almost a guaranteed touchback now i really want to know the ratio of what that was voted but i hope hopefully that will be in place soon i'm not sure why why was denver the one to propose it i have no idea that's weird it should have been some other team probably uh so antonio brown tweeted today at 2:24 p.m uh do not listen to any nfl player who haven't got paid yet they will do and say anything to make sure they're going to get paid even if it's compromising integrity or or anything sad but true um, and then NFL Update actually quote tweeted it and said, this sounds like a shot at Juju. Mm. So as we know, Juju is very, is a very loudspoken player. He's not one to hold back. He's very funny. He's very relatable to all, to a lot of the um, NFL fans and kids and stuff like that. Again, he's played Fortnite with Ninja for crying out loud. Mm. You know what I mean? So um, I didn't when I first read that, I didn't think it was a shot at Juju. Um, what do you guys think of that tweet? Um, I really, I, I don't, I don't know who is really directed at. I haven't really thought about it. I feel like it doesn't make sense why he would take a shot at Juju. I feel like, I mean, I know they're on different teams now, but I feel like Juju, I don't think Juju really said much when he left, like to, to diss him or anything. So the most that I remember seeing is Juju posted a picture and he was just him and he was just saying like, I'm ready. Basically meaning like, I'm ready to take over that number one role. I don't think that was a diss at AB. I, I don't think, think so either. I think he was it's just like, kind of like trying to get the fan base excited and happy to be like, all right, I'm here, I'm ready to take over. Give some, give him something to be happy about. Because losing, just like you guys know, losing Odell, it, 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 it you know, take you take a step back, you get, you, you, you might not lose fans, but they're, they're frustrated, they're emotional, and I feel like the same thing happened with Steelers. Expect Antonio Brown 100% during the season just take shots at people out of random. Like they, he, could, he could win one game, he could lose one game, and that one loss that he's going to have, that's probably going to be a tough loss, probably an overtime or something like that towards the end of the game. And he's just going to take a shot at someone, and it's just going to be a big deal. He's going to have a big head, and now considering that he has guaranteed money, 
that is the majority of his contract, he's not going to be afraid to back down out of anyone because he's getting his money and he doesn't care. Um, I'm not, I'll just mention this anyway just because it's on the page. Uh, the Bills are releasing veteran running back Chris Ivory. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Their running back core really is old. Yeah. I said they were old. But I forgot Shady they even McCoy, had him. Frank yeah. Gore, Chris Ivory. Those guys <laughs> have been in the league forever. I o- Isn't LaShawn McCoy like 31, 32? I don't know his age. That but sounds he's, about he's right. Been around he's been around. He's been around. He's on the Eagles yeah. and the Bills. He's only been on two teams, really. And he's been he was with the Eagles for a very long time. So Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, dude. I can't believe they weren't even winning games with him back then in his prime. They had one good year with him when he had his absolute. He had like a breakout year. Well, they had him and Demarco year, Murray on the, the same entire, team. The entire NFC East was like stacked at that point. Though. Yeah, like the uh, no Demarco Murray was still with the Cowboys, was, right? Yeah, I think time. so. Then McCoy yeah. was on the Eagles. I think that's when Giants didn't have a running back until right now. We and then the Skins. Who do they have before oh. before AP? Um. Oh, they had Robert Kelly before Robert Kelly. Yeah, they had R. Kelly. Um, R. Kelly. I forgot who was before Robert Kelly. Um, I know how they had P. Ryan, but he yeah, I was gonna say that P. Ryan, P. And, Ryan, uh, and uh, I forgot the other guy. They was always injured. Currently, they have Chris Thompson. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say he was kind of he was there a little bit. Chris Thompson was eh. no, but they had like an actual running running back, but he was always injured. Robert Kelly eventually took place of that person. I don't know who was before oh, him. Though. Who was it? Mark, are you doing some research for me? Yeah. All right. If you find out, let me know. But I'll move on a little bit. Um, what do you guys think of this big NFL uh, rule change? So NFL owners have voted to eliminate blindside blocks. So if there's a play going on and a player is following that play, and if there's a defensive back like 10 yards ahead of them, and if they see him looking at the play and they're running towards them and they just kind of blindside block them, that is now illegal. They're trying to cut down concussions. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, a lot of injuries happen like that. Like if you if you look at a compilation on YouTube, which would be oh like hit stick ta- hit stick tackles or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Ninety percent of them are blindside tackles, which yeah. I think could really cause injuries. Uh, Alfred Mor- no, Alfred Morris wasn't there. He was on the it was on the Cowboys before. It was that. somebody else, yeah. And he's on the Niners now. I think, didn't he go from Redskins to Cowboys? Oh no, he was on the Redskins yeah. to the Cowboys. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Alfred Morris was yeah. there. Well, uh, I guess <laughs> that all sounds. He's gross. old too, though. He's been the, yeah. Everywhere. I know. I'm actually not a fan of this rule. Um, actually, I don't know what I'm saying. Honestly, I, I like it because it's satisfying to watch as the casual fan, right? But as yeah. an NFL player, I don't think you're looking to be paralyzed on the waist down due to a play like that just because you weren't looking. Yeah. Well, a few years ago, one of the uh, I think it was a Dallas and Seattle game. It was. It wasn't. Um, it was a Seattle player, It wasn't player, Tyler right? Lockett. I think it was like Ricardo Lockett or something like that. He got hit like right in the – it was a punt, and he got blindsided, and he. I think it ended his career. Yeah. I don't uh, think he, that's he, why he injured I, his neck or something. That's why know? I like the rule. Um, it definitely makes things less exciting, but you got you to gotta keep track of these players. With the amount of money you're putting into them, yeah. That's why, like in the AAF, they're very willing to um, you know, enf- enforce less flags because these guys are getting paid 75K yeah. a year. So mm-hmm. – they're willing to do that. Um, let's see what else here. Oh, Rams head coach Sean McVay says the team absolutely would like to sign cornerback Marcus Peters to an extension. Peters is entering the final year of his rookie deal. I feel like this dude's been in the league for a very long time, but he hasn't. It's just because he switched teams that makes it feel mm-hmm. much longer. Um, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense for them to re-sign him considering all the people they're bringing in on two-year rentals. They're going to have plenty of money. Um, what's weird is that they're on the lower half of, obviously, because of the amount of money they're paying, like Donald and stuff like that. They're on the lower half of the league of having salary cap. 
Um, so I'm not sure how big this extension would be considering the amount of money they have. Um, do you think Marcus Peters should go somewhere else in free agency after this year? Or should he stick around, depending on how much they give him? I believe he should stick around. You know who Definitely. I think you know who I think needs a corner? The Kansas City Chiefs. They need a corner. <laughs> they lost him. I mean, honestly, I feel like I personally would like for him to stick around, but I, I have a feeling he's going to test free agency because he, he, I don't know what they have to offer him, but he, he's not, you know, he's not a superstar, but he's not bad. He, if he, he can com- make money. If he comes back this year, there's going to be a ton of teams knocking on his door because he just had a down yeah, year. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, with with the Rams, they're already so focused on other key aspects of people that they're signing, and they currently just signed in the off season. I feel like he could definitely get his worth in one of those teams that is in desperate need of a corner. They will dish out that money to pay him because they need him. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. they have the money. Yeah, I think he's gonna eventually stick around. But what does that say for Talib? Because I think, what did he sign? Did he sign like a good contract coming in? I think so. I don't remember his contract. I don't remember either because I think he just hit free agency. They gave, they did give him a contract though, so he is locked for another year maybe. Uh, I'm not sure what his contract is, so I apologize for that. Um, so Jets coach Adam Gase uh, was asked how much longer Tom Brady will play. He said, "I don't know. When I wake up, I feel like crap, and he's older than me." <laughs> Someone said that could be the quote of the year. Why did somebody ask him that? I don't understand. Because, uh, well, they're in the same division. Yeah, I get that, but so. why is that, like, why, well, is he, like, an insider on, like, age correlation to uh, years left in a contract? Like, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I didn't say who asked him, but um, I spoke to a Jets fan today on my radio show, and um, he's actually a big fan of Adam Gase. Um, you know, like, the meme with his eyeballs wide open during that uh, the press conference he had when he first came uh, to coach the team, and then now you have this. So, I don't know. I want to be convinced that he's a good coach, but the fact, but the, some of the things he did um, in Miami were pretty questionable. But now he's in a different situation. He has a better running back. He has a young quarterback. He can spend some money. They picked up Mosley, so who knows? Different situation. Maybe he'll uh, change a bit. So yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Sean Payton says the Saints have officially agreed to terms with tight end Jared Cook. Deal is done. And previously, um, Jared Cook was about to sign with the Patriots, but the Patriots weren't sure uh, what Gronk's decision would be by then, and we're going to talk about that in a second. So what do you think of Jared Cook to the Saints, um, especially since they've been on and off, especially having Kobe Fleener, and then they just had Benjamin Watson? I think big improvement. I think big improvement as well, considering he, did so, he was one of the top three tight ends with the Raiders who – didn't have a great year at all and jared cook in my opinion um is very underrated for a tight end like a lot of people coming into the season especially fantasy analysts were saying that he wasn't going to have the year everyone was everyone was expecting or he there's just other tight ends out there that are much better i think he'll be very sustainable with drew with uh, drew Brees. i think he'll get him the ball again this guy's working he's worked with aaron Rodgers before um, when he was with the Packers, and now he's working with Drew Brees, so he's no stranger to elite quarterbacks, and I think he'll uh, he'll run some routes that Drew Brees will be enjoy uh, will enjoy throwing to him. So I enjoy this signing. Definitely, I didn't I didn't see any of the specifics as to how long, but he's a veteran guy. So um, let's see here, the Raiders. <laughs> this is one of the funniest things ever. The Raiders have signed former Steelers quarterback. Landry Jones. So Derek Carr, Mike Lennon, Nathan Peterman, and Landry Jones are in the Oakland QB room come this year. 
I talked about this also on my radio show today. And John Gruden, this is the type of thing where he's on, he's on his show, QB Camp, and he watches all these guys, and he just loves them on there. So he's like, oh, we got to sign that guy. Like, if the second he's available, <laughs> you got to sign him. And I don't know what this means. Why do you have so many quarterbacks? Literally, the Dolphins had two no-name quarterbacks on their roster before signing Ryan Fitzpatrick. So why is that? Why have all these guys on your team? They're all young. That's the thing. They Even though they haven't been doing so well, they're all young. So he's hoping one of them can step up to the plate and do something. But don't forget, he analyzes all these guys, and he, think they ha- he thinks they have something within them. Does he just think he's just going to play chess with these quarterbacks once Derek Carr doesn't have a great season? Like, I don't know what his plan is with all these guys. I, I'm not questioning him. Everybody's going to be a weird everybody quarterback. Everybody was questioning him, and he ended up getting A.B., so I don't, I don't, I I feel like he kind of has an idea of what you he's doing. You don't need all these quarterbacks. No, you definitely don't need any all the one of these guys. Could have just signed with the Dolphins, like as a backup. Maybe that's his thing. Maybe he's like, okay, we're gonna play these teams, and if they get a good quarterback, they're gonna beat us, so we're gonna take them all. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. If we just sign all the quarterbacks, we can't lose. Like I think that's their <laughs> method there. Um, all right. So as we mentioned before, Rob Gronkowski has announced his retirement this week. Uh, this comes to no surprise because every year he's considered to be retired almost, but then he always comes back for one more year. But now it's official. Um, let's go through his stats real quick of his career. Nine NFL seasons, 521 receptions, 7,861 yards, 79 touchdowns, uh, three-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro. His agent has even said he would not be surprised if he came back to play a few games if Tom Brady needed him. So, a uh, heck of a career. Uh, I talked to someone today as well on my radio station. I keep mentioning that, but I've mentioned all these stats twice today. Mm-hmm. And um, they th- he thinks, uh, my co-host thinks he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. What do you guys think? Definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame. You don't think first ballot? I think first ballot. There's not many all-time tight ends. There's Antonio Gates. Jim there's him. Br- Jim Brown is the there's, big one. There's what's his name? Your, your boy. Falcons, Chiefs, dude. Oh, Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. I always forget him. his name. Yeah. And I think Rob was a lot better than Tony Gonzalez. Not a lot. Like, they're both... Way more l- touchdowns than he did. True. Rob has, like, he's second most. And I think Anto- and, uh, Antonio Gates has the most. Antonio Gates has to have the most. He yeah. has the most. And then Rob is next. Yeah. But Gonzalez was used a lot almost as a receiver. Like he was like almost like an every Dude, down. Dude, so tight was end. Gronk. Don't worry, don't beat that's around true, the bush that's true, here. That's true. He really was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, no question about it. Um, how many years was he in the NFL? Nine, nine seasons. nine seasons. That's it. And now Jason Witten's back in the league. If you were to ask me five years ago if Rob Gronkowski were to retire and then Jason Witten were to unretire, I would I wouldn't believe you. If you were to tell yeah. me that, I really wouldn't have. Um. Chris, what do you think about Rob's career? Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Because Mark doesn't think he will be. I think second. I'd say second. To who? There's not many good tight ends. What what makes this decision really really tough is uh, is you really you really I feel like it more comes down to like he definitely has the talent. He's definitely good enough to get in, but it also all depends on who else is being is running and who else is up to be. It would have in. to depend, but the tight end class isn't large. No, no. If it was, if they're putting him in as a tight, like if they're just saying, okay, like you know, we're gonna take this position, and he was running up against other tight ends, yeah, most likely he's gonna be in. But you know, running up against everybody else, it's not always. Oh, you know, tight ends will take, quarterbacks will take. It's sometimes just the best players. So, I feel like you know, each year, like there are players that were great players that didn't get in their first year because the competition was just you know so good. 
So I feel like the only way he wouldn't get in is if he's surrounded by like these people that are like, you know, have been household names and like you just like you cannot not have them in the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing for me. This dude has changed the whole outlook on an, on like an NFL player because he did it unintentionally. It's not like he came into the league trying to do it. But he turned a lot of heads. He had a lot of eyes watching the NFL. Like, to the casual fan, to us, we've been watching football for a very long time, so we're going to watch anyway. But, for example, my girlfriend, she is a fan of the Patriots because of Rob Gronkowski. And that's the same for other people I've talked to, especially at college, where they're like, oh, I like the Patriots because of Rob Gronkowski. And there's not many players who could do that. There's not many players who could turn heads like that, especially now with a lot of these players that are going through, like, domestic violence and stuff like that that just wants to keep people away from the NFL and they don't want to watch these people. Mm. Gronk, however, he's had his scandals in the past. You know, he's been in trouble here and then. But he's just a character in general. Like, like people are waiting to see his next press conference. So I think he changed the whole landscape of the league, and now a lot of people are going to stop watching the NFL. Not many because the NFL is a very – popular thing to watch especially when it comes around um but a lot of people like just casual fans who don't watch football that much during the year except for the super bowl are not going to be watching unless the super bowl comes around so i think he's really changed the landscape of uh you know for football fans in general and also on top of that uh for rob gronkowski um he was just so dominant in the way he played like i don't think you're ever going to find a tight end that size ever again he the reason he was so good and the reason why he has all these touchdowns is because in the red zone this dude is just taller and he's just going to beat you to it he'll just like toughen toughen your his way out of it and he's going to grab the touchdown regardless of where it's even, thrown even when double covered it didn't matter it didn't matter and there's not many people who can do that so for example for the giants evan ingram he's basically a wide receiver and we have to sign slash bring in from the practice squad a tight end who can block for for some plays or running plays so you know it's coming for rob yeah. for rob you don't know when he's going to split off and then he's just going to catch a 20 yard thing and then in the super bowl if it wasn't for him in the super bowl he wouldn't have had that you know, they wouldn't have been able to score with sony michelle for the only touchdown yeah. in that super bowl so i don't know the d- dude was crazy he just he, he runs like a newborn deer sometimes like his <laughs> legs are everywhere yeah. his arms are everywhere but he's somehow and like people just can't take him down he's huge you need like two people to take him down and so yeah um i love this dude he's the first ballot hall of famer i don't care what you say mark <laughs> Um, you're never going to see a guy like that ever again. Just watch. What about Travis Kelsey? He's learned, he's, he's starting to block now, but I feel like, uh, Gronk's always been able to block because of how huge he is. Um, Travis Kelsey for the first part of his career couldn't block and he's mostly been like the wide receiver type, but now he's turning into that. Um, when he comes around, I'm sure he'll be a first ballot hall of famer too. It's just the tight ends. There's not a big landscape for him. You know what I mean? And also his size. So you have to take that into consideration. So who knows? Um, so uh, this happened recently. Uh, Steelers players show support on social media after allegations from Le'Veon Bell and analysts like on ESPN and stuff like that and reporters that he is not a good leader. So James Conner responded to a tweet um, of a video of a mic'd up uh, video of Jalen Samuels scoring his first touchdown. And uh, pretty much uh, Big Ben just threw a little, you know, dump off to him and he eventually made it into the end zone when they were like on the 10 yard line. And um, after the play, ben, Big Ben came up to him and was like, make, way, to, way to make a play, way to get open and get into the end zone. And then James Conner replied to that tweet and was like, this is exactly what he did to me after I scored a touchdown. So for those of you out there saying he isn't a good leader, you're wrong. And for Juju Smith-Schuster, he posted on his Instagram, he's just like, I don't know how people could say he isn't a good leader, he's a Hall of Famer, dude is amazing. And um, what do you guys think of this? Uh, which side are you on and why? I think that goes directly back to... But Antonio Brown tweeted out before about you can't listen to anyone 
that's not being paid yet. Like, he can't throw Ben under the bus if Ben is actually kind of a locker room problem. To, uh, to me, I don't think he's a locker room. I, th- I don't think he's a bad leader. I think he gets his way a lot. But, again, there's a lot of egos on the team. You have Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Both guys want to get the ball. And then, you know, Big Ben wants to do some other player. Mike Tomlin is just like, whatever's out there, just do it. Um, and so when you have James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster, who are guys that don't have that ego yet, maybe. Hmm. Maybe they'll get it in the future. Where, you know, now Big Ben gets to play around with these these guys and see how they work without having so much demand for the ball. Um, I'm honestly on the side that Big Ben is a good leader. I don't think he's a bad leader. I don't think he's out there like doing inspirational like speeches before games like Drew Brees. Like Drew Brees is outstandingly one of the best leaders in the game because the dude just cares about it. I don't think Big Ben does that. I think he's out there to play. But you don't get two Super Bowl rings. How many does he have? Two, he's, right? He has two, I believe. Yeah, I don't, you don't get two Super Bowl rings by not being a good leader. You know what I mean? Like, and most of those, t- most of those wins that came from the Super Bowl so both of them um especially the one in 2010 against the Cardinals were high-powered offense like the yeah. defense weren't wasn't the reason why you were winning those games you know what I mean like their offense was the reason why and there's like again it's like the toe tap play that they had in the end zone in that game too like you can't forget about that so mm-hmm. you know they don't they don't just come easy like that I feel like if you don't have control of the locker room you there's no way you can win a Super Bowl ring there's well, no shot yeah where I was about to go with that was I was gonna say I don't think it's really you know ab or ben or the owner's issue i feel like it's more of tomlin's issue you know tomlin has been he's been the coach for a while and i feel like in the time that he's been their coach there's been issues and i feel like he hasn't fully handled them and i feel like by him not handling some things they're now at where bell is gone and brown is are gone and and you know they're just kind of like doing what they're doing now i feel like that's partially on him as well because he didn't take that leadership he just kind of like let things go. Do you think it was in Mike Tomlin's best interest to get rid of Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell in order to keep his job? Or is he still in the hot seat? I, I think he's still in the hot seat. I think, you know, I think their owner and the general manager, I think they wanted them out because they, at that point, they were like, well, they don't want to play. Similar to why the Bills didn't want AB after they heard AB, like they pulled out after they heard AB didn't want to play for them. It's the same thing. They're kind of looking at it as, all right, well, they don't, he doesn't, they don't really want to play for us. So I feel like it's not. You know, they they didn't really want to make that decision. I feel like that kind of was made by the player. I think Tomlin is, I I just, me personally, when he, the way he'll like talk and everything when he goes on the interviews, the way he handles certain situations, I could see why the players will react certain ways because I feel like he can handle things wrong at times as well. And I feel like that's, you know, when you're the leader, the team is going to look at you for where you know, where to draw that line. And if he's doing similar things, I feel like that's a problem. There's a lot of egos and people tend to forget. It's not against the, it's not just between the triple B's being Brown, Bell and Big Ben. Um, I think it comes between Mike Tomlin too. He has to be, and he's involved with that because if he definitely had control of it, then they would, they would still all be on the same team. I mean, Mike Tomlin even, I mean, um, Antonio Brown even came out and said, Mike Tomlin said, Oh, you can go home if you don't want to play week 17 or something like Mm -hmm. that. So clearly you're not on the same page as your players. And that shows. And I don't feel like no one talks about it enough. Um, I definitely think he is still in the hot seat. He's got to prove something this year. He's got new weapons. And um, it's going to show you that if those three guys were the reason your reason for your success, then you got to you know you got to show it really here. And they did the right thing as soon as Antonio Brown left, which was re-upping their offensive line, um, which was the best they could do because they have literally a top three offensive line in the league, maybe yeah. even the best. Um, 
I'm honestly very curious to see what happens because, again, that division has now become interesting, especially with the Browns. So um, I can't wait to see that. So uh, lastly, Mark, what do you think? Is Mike Tomlin on the hot seat and why? I agree with you guys. He definitely is on the hot seat. He's got the brand new weapons now, starting fresh with Juju and Connor. Like, and it's not even starting fresh because Juju's been there for a while, and then James Connor was drafted two years ago. But it's different posi- different role p- play now. You know, like before he was the number two wide receiver. Now, even in his tweet or Instagram post, he's like, "I'm ready." So now he's assuming the number one spot. James Connor isn't sharing the back. Well, maybe he'll share the backfield with someone. But he's going to have that starting position. And now Tomlin is going to have to work with both of them and not have the two elite playmakers that he's used to having. And I think things are going to be difficult for him. I think it's going to be difficult, too, because, you know, this division isn't like, oh, we versed the Browns twice a year and they're an easy win. That's not the case anymore. No. And on top of that, the Ravens now have a brand new quarterback, so they got some fresh legs, literally. Yeah, and they made the playoffs. So. And they, Yeah, exactly. They made the playoffs. And usually that division is already given to – the Steelers each and yeah. every year until last year. And um, again, brand new quarterback. You got to pretty much reevaluate every situation because Joe Flacco has been there for 10 years. So you're not, you're not game planning for that guy anymore. You're planning for Lamar Jackson. And um, also they have Mark Ingram. So they're going to run the ball a lot. And um, you have to re reevaluate the situation over there in Cleveland. And the Bengals are pretty much rebuilding from top to bottom. So this is going to be one of the most interesting division like you know mm-hmm. standings in possibly ever so real quickly i want to pros- propose to you guys this question okay um if you were to rank i, I asked this earlier too if you were to rank each team and how the standings are going to come out what are they going to be so i'll start real quick okay i don't i think the browns are going to be overhyped this year i think they're going to get a lot of eyes focused on them and they're not ready for all that fame just yet i think every single year um you know, again, they've had 0-16 seasons. They had 1-15 season, and people overlooked them. And now everyone's hyping you up, and you're caught up all all in that fame there, and everyone's, you know, hyping you up in that scenario. And if you say you can't produce, there's really no excuse at this point now. Like back then, it was like, oh, we don't have our quarterback yet. We don't have a one number one receiver. We don't have a running back. You now have all of that, and then some, especially on defense. So I think the best they're going to do is come in third. I'll be surprised if they're second. I think they'll eventually come around. I'm not going. To, I'm not saying that each and every year they're going to be be a third place team, but I don't think just yet that's going to happen. So I'm I'm going to put them at third. I already have the Bengals going four. This is where it gets interesting. Um, I think the Steelers hold on just by a little bit. Um, the Ravens are pretty much game planning all around with Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't think it's going to work for them to run the ball all the time again they ran the ball with him 28 times at one point this this season like just Lamar Jackson he's a running back as a quarterback but you don't want to hurt your quarterback and if he's hurt you got to put the backup in so I'm going to say they're going to come in second and I hope Lamar Jackson stays healthy I want to see him play I want to see him throw to his wide receivers because there's rumors that wide receivers do not want to go to Baltimore because they're not going to get the ball there like they just let go of Crabtree who was much older but Again, he can play if he needs to, and he's not there anymore, um, so who knows. And then I think the Steelers are going to hold it together. Again, the offensive line, they, they can't stress that enough. And then James Conner's been there before. Juju's been, been there before. And so they're, I think they're going to hold on for first place. So what do you guys think this division turns out to be? Um, I think it's going to be – I think this. I think it's going to come down to the wire, but I think the Steelers are going to take it and the Browns are going to be second. Wow. Yeah, I just I don't have any not I I think, you know, Lamar Jackson, I think he's a great player. I just feel like 
he's not they're not going to be able to run a whole offense around him he's not an exceptional passer he's, well he's, they got rid of mosley right like they don't have anymore they didn't get rid of that him. too he just they, got, someone else. they got rid of Wale. but they have earl thomas now and they still have a solid defense with jimmy smith and all these other guys right and they're off their defensive line isn't too bad so i think their defense can hold up and again they did make it to the playoffs that's no slouch there but still he was there because he's still around i don't think on the cardinals he's gonna have an extraordinary year you know what i mean um I think they got a lot to prove, uh, but I definitely don't think, especially coming off their playoff loss with a new, brand new quarterback. I think they know exactly what they're going to do, and hopefully they figure out the running situation. So, um, who did you have again? You have Steelers, Steelers Browns, Browns, Ravens, Ravens Bengals. Yeah. So, what about you? I believe the Browns went seven and nine last season with Baker seven, Mayfield. eight, and one. Seven, eight, and one, and. Easily two of those games could have been wins and their kicker messed it up for them. And they weren't even long field goals. They were like chip shots. So if they had like nine wins, I think that would have been taking the division. You honestly just reminded me that they had to switch kickers midseason because they kept missing game winning field goals. Mm-hmm. So that could have been that could have changed the narrative there. Um I like Browns for first. I think yeah. But again, we've seen what happens to teams when you're way too high powered, and if you don't get along right away, nothing's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I think eventually they're gonna come around. I don't think this is the year, though. I hope they're obviously overhyped because, you know, I'm interested because now you finally have a team. And you're not gonna be sure what to do with it. So, I don't know. So what are your standings? I like Browns first. I think they're. I think Baker Mayfield's gonna have an explosive season with Odell and Jarvis, and and Njoku, and then Kareem Hunt like halfway through the season. And who's the current running back? Duke Johnson? No, no. Nick Chubb. <laughs> it's Nick, no, Nick Chubb. Chubb. Nick They're going to have Kareem Hunt back after eight games. Mm-hmm. Um, and Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson is still in talks to be signed to a different team right now. It's just like, I know like it could be a hyped-up offense, but it sounds ridiculously good. And Baker did well with Rash- with Rash- Rashad Higgins and Callaway. Rashad Perriman. Oh, and Perriman. Mm-hmm. And these guys are like guys you would use as your third-string receiver. So if he can make progress with them, with Jarvis and Odell, I think he's going to have a field day. So you think they're first. Who comes second? Second, I'm going with the Steelers. Third, I think if they can put a good O-line around Andy Dalton and wow. pe- and people stay healthy, I think A.J. Green can go off at You any think point. the Ravens are going to be last? I really that think. That is the hottest of takes. I yeah I don't I'm not in love with that offense whatsoever. Like Lamar Jackson is a great player, but a running quarterback can get hurt at any moment, any play of the game, so they can't overuse him. And his only weapon is Ingram, and you can't do anything with just one running back. Like Willie Sneed is your number one receiver. He's not. He, a big he did man. really. He did really well this year though. He had a pretty up year. That's true, but that's all they have. Like they're so narrowed down now. But don't forget about their defense. They're still solid on defense, regardless if Mosley's not there. He's not the whole defense. Look what happened with the Ravens in the, in the playoffs, though. Once they shut down Lamar Jackson's running, and then the defense came back out, they were getting tired. But I think that'll still. Up. I think that'll still put them into a better season. I don't think that like it could. It's not going to be effective in the playoffs. Absolutely not. But for a regular season, I think they'll be just fine. But yeah, I'm only saying. Like I think the Bengals' offense. If we, listen, if the Bengals are about to draft a quarterback, and that pretty much means that Andy Dalton's going to be done within this year. So I don't think that puts them in place for third place, I not just, at all. Because a few a few years ago, when they had a solid O line, 
that offense was booming. Like booming. They, yeah. <laughs> Business is booming. <laughs> like they had uh, J- back then it was Jeremy Hill and Bernard, AJ Green, um, I think John Ross maybe. And now they have Tyler Boyd, who's ridiculously fast. They still have AJ Green, who's still amazing. They're off, th- their offensive line is in shambles, though. That, yeah, that, I'm saying if they fix that, then I think it could be a different story. And Bobby, Joe, and Bobby Joe Hart's Mixon, not gonna. Joe Mixon is amazing too. He is. Oh, uh, skip. Uh, skip. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on here, okay? And then we'll get to. We're gonna have some episodes where we talk about ranking um, our divisions, but you're gonna get a sneak peek there, okay? Um, so Jets recently said yesterday that they remained very open to trading the three pick. Um, so I want to hear your guys' predictions as to who is going to take that third pick and what would the Jets want for that third pick. They're probably not going to want players, so that means they're going to take picks. What picks should be given to them in order to take that third pick? I was told mm-hmm. today by someone that they deserve another first for that first. I completely disagree. They don't need it. Not even a little bit. So I don't think they're going to get it. So I said, if it's like a third and a fourth and next year's second, take it. It might be a little much. If you give up a third and a fourth, I think they'll still take it. I don't know who's going to take it because in my opinion, third, the third pick, you'd want to be at the highest position to get a quarterback. And that's the what the Dolphins need right now. And they're in the same division, so they're not going to give it to them. So... Honestly, it's very tough for me to f- see who's going to take it. I don't think the Giants will take it because, honestly, um, th- they, c- they could wait, and I think they're in a good position if they don't get the quarterback they want. They still got mm-hmm. next year. They have a lot of draft picks this season, too. Plenty, and um, those are the type of picks where it's like defensive players, offensive players, and stuff like that. You know, The only team that I could think of that's a higher up higher up in the draft right now that will need a quarterback in the near future, I was thinking of the Chargers. Chargers? Who do you think they grab? Daniel Jones or something? But not the third pick. He's not a third pick. They get Haskins? I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying because, you know. It just depends if. It's we, the same thing that the Giants are in. They have an older yeah, quarterback that they're getting the ready to go. What's crazy about this draft is wherever Kyler Murray gets drafted is going to change the outlook of wherever everyone else goes. Yeah. Like, Definitely. if he goes first, everyone's going to pick someone different. Yeah. If he mm-hmm. goes sixth, which I doubt he's going to drop till then, it's going to change everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it honestly depends where he gets picked. So what do the Jets want for that third pick? Because they're going to trade down. I think they're going to trade down the day of the draft. I don't think they're going to do it beforehand uh-huh. like they did last year to try to get Darnold with that pick. Hmm. What would they give up? Um. I don't know. I'd have to for think. For some reason, I, 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 I'm feeling like they would try and get a player out of it. Like I was I, thinking that too. I'm trying to think of who though. I think they still need wide receivers. Again, it depends on which team takes it. That's why I only mentioned picks, because I don't know what team would go mm-hmm. up there. Hmm. The Bronco, other... Broncos, maybe? The pot, yeah. You know what? Emmanuel he, Sanders Flacco's is coming toward the, the end of his career. It's He just tore his Achilles, so I don't think he's going to be the same as he was before. But I mean, the, the other thing that you could think of, too, is... Uh, I mean, obviously, the Chargers, they, they definitely need... A, uh, they definitely need a quarterback, but depending on the health of Hunter Henry, they may want to pick up a tight end in the second round too. I mean, Hunter Henry's fully back and healthy. 
Yeah, because and Gates is going to be gone yeah, we're, soon. Yeah, we're going to go over oh. um, Mel Kuyper's uh, 3.0 mock draft in a second. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there. What do you think? We forgot all about the Dolphins. They're using no, the- I didn't forget about the Dolphins. It's because they're in the same division. They're not going to give oh, them that pick. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't forget. Uh, not at all. Because I know they need a quarterback because mm-hmm. they just signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's not their long-term goal either. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting to think about. But Jets also, they're going to unveil their new uniforms April 4th. And from what I was told, they're trying to going to try to incorporate all black like they did in their color rush uniforms. And they're also going to incorporate actually putting a jet in their uniform for the <laughs> first time. And I know they have alternate uniforms that they actually have a jet on it. But I'm thinking you go light green here. Stop doing that dark green because it's not interesting. And if you're going to do the white, do what the Raiders did with their color rush where it's all white and only the number is the green and, like, you know, something like that. You know, I would prefer something like that. What do you guys think the uniforms are going to look like when they unveil that on April 4th? Uh, I like the all white with the green light. Uh, I number. think so, too. That sounds good. That sounds but, again, sharp. you have to have two jerseys, though. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to be... I don't think they're going to have it similar to, like, what is it now, where it has, like, the stripes on the side with a sleeve or something. Yeah. It has something like that, right? And then and then it's white numbers, green jersey. Um, I think it's going to be very blocky. Yeah. For sure. Kind of like old school look? Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, like, you know, it's got green and then on the sides it has, like, the, the jets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like I'm that. I'm pretty sick and tired of the dark green torso and the white sleeve. Like, change it up a bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it looks much solid if you have solid colors there. Um, NFL announces season opener will be the Packers and Bears in celebration of their 100-year anniversary. Um, this is the oldest rival- rivalry in the sport. I think yeah, that'll be exciting that's why to watch. I'm not surprised that that's yeah, it's going to be a fun game. That's yeah. be a really it should be a game. fun game, especially because Aaron Rodgers came back with one leg uh, <laughs> during the season to come back against a Khalil Mack defense along yeah. with their high-powered defense. Yeah. Um, so that was fun to watch. Uh, Giants owner John Mara's grandkid has not spoken to him since the Odell Beckham Jr. trade. <laughs> what do you guys think of that? <laughs> they said that apparently he was very upset. And apparently yeah, John Mara was very upset. That. But he took part in it, so I mean, I don't, I don't, think I don't blame the kid. <laughs> I don't think he can go. Apparently, back. it might be two grandkids, but I only read that there was one. Yeah, so I, I saw that two. too. I don't, I don't think he can really go back anymore. I don't think he can change it. No, well, no, not at all. <laughs> so uh, I guess the best he can do is maybe uh, buy him a Golden Tate jersey. Uh, <laughs> get him field access all the whole season. We I don't only know. have him for four years. My goodness, mm-hmm. not a fan of that. Um, I mean, makes a lot of sense. I finally actually find that pretty funny. Um, I'm going to play this video for you guys. So someone came up to Freddie Kitchens. He apparently has not spoken to Eldell Beckham Jr. yet. And um, someone asked, what's the first thing uh, you'll say to the wide receiver when you meet him? So give me one second. Let me get this set up. Ready? This is what Freddie Kitchens had to say. He would say, I love you, and show me how to catch a football with one hand. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got going on here? Oh, so we can actually move on to Mel Kuyper's mock draft and kind of wind down a little bit here. Let's see what else I got, though. Oh, so before I start, uh, Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury on what he th- likes about Kyler Murray. Quote, I mean, I guess it's more 
what you don't like. When you watch him play, I mean, he can run, he can throw it, he's a competitor, he's one of the better dual threat players to ever play. Does that make it more secure now? He's going to take this dude with the one pick? No. He's, it could go either way. He's either describing his future quarterback or he's advertising him for You don't say he's the best dude to ever play while you have Josh Rosen. Yeah. You can't do that. Josh Rosen to the Giants. Please. I hope so. Please. Please. You're going to have Saquon and Josh Rosen on the same team? Apparently, yeah. Josh Rosen was supposed to be that second pick. The he reason was, why yeah. he fell so far is because we drafted Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Rosen goes to the Giants. Come I really on, third, wouldn't third, be. Just take our third please. and fifth, please. Just yeah. take it. We'll give you next year's second-round pick if you want. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, like we're, we're starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that, you know? Whatever. So, Mel Kuyper's NFL Mock Draft 3.0 was released today. He was on ESPN talking about it. His number one pick, to no one's surprise, Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray out of Oklahoma. Um, I don't think this has changed. I think he's always had it like that. I think he had Bosa in the first one just to kind of be, like, you know, cute about it. But he's <laughs> finally, he's, he's letting Kyler Murray go to the Cardinals. It's becoming more and more reality each day that that's going to happen. And I think, honestly, it will happen. If he's not taken, everyone's jaws will be dropped mm-hmm. and everyone's world b- will be flipped upside down. Do you guys think this is more of a possibility now? Mark obviously disagrees, but Chris, what do you think? Um, I mean, I don't agree with the pick, but I think he's going to do it. I know it's a whole new head coach and, you know, what he wants to work with, he wants to work with. I just, I, I think then they got to get rid of Rosen. They can't, he can't be a backup. They need to get rid of him because they can actually get something out of him. So No, if Kyler Murray is drafted, they're not keeping him for anything. Definitely if the Giants Giants have to jump on that mm-hmm. in right a heartbeat, away. I'm pretty yeah. sure they're waiting for it. But apparently they're like all in on Haskins, though, and I don't want him. Because, like, like, he's not, mo- I don't know. I, I'm not going to knock the kid's game, but he's a one-year guy, so is Kyler Murray. But at the yeah. same time, if we're going to wait for Herbert, he's already going to be in his, third, his fourth year. And these other guys, like Darnold, who is like 21, and then, you know, these other guys, 22, 23, whatever. I think Baker's 23. Mm-hmm. These guys have a little bit before they get paid, and they're still going to be young. Josh Herb, uh, Justin Herbert, on the other hand, is going to be fully graduated college, and then be in the NFL. So I'm not sure. I'll take Herbert though. But um, if we could trade for Rosen, that would be the steal of the century. I think that would opinion. be ideal. That would be very ideal. So with the second pick in the NFL draft, San Francisco 49ers, my Mel Kiper Jr. has defensive end Nick Bosa going to um, the 49ers from Ohio State. Their defense would be stacked mm-hmm. if they got Bosa somehow, some way. Yeah. I feel like that happens every year where they want a guy, but wherever their pick is. So remember when it was Bears and then um, – no, they traded with the Bears, right? Is that what happened I in that draft? So. Something like that. And they ended up taking like Buckner or something like that. Yeah. Uh, something happened where they wanted to – They apparently the 49ers finessed the Bears that year because they said, oh, we're taking Trubisky with, the, with that pick. And then they were like, oh, we'll take it. And then they took and they took Trubisky. Um, honestly, I think I would like him on the 49ers a lot. If that was the case, then in my opinion, I think Kyler Murray is going to go first because I think he's a much better fit there. Um, it's going to take a while for the defense um, in Arizona to actually get settled when Nick Bosa gets there. But with Nick Bosa on the 49ers, I think he's going to fit in right away. I think those guys right, uh, are already on the same page, and I think they're just going to click right away. So I honestly like that pick. Um with the third pick, New York Giants are taking outside linebacker uh, Josh Allen, not the quarterback. Um, I like mm-hmm. this pick a lot, too, uh, because Josh Allen's one of the better players in the draft. Um, but again, they are open to trading down, so this may not even be a reality uh, come draft day. 
Uh, four Raiders are taking, and I love this pick too, uh, defensive tackle Quinnen Williams, who ran one of the fastest 40s from a defensive player um, for his weight and his size um, in the combine. Um, I really like this pick a lot. Um, you know, I feel like they really needed a good interior there because uh, who do they have as an edge rusher now? I'm not too sure. They ju- they signed Lamarcus Joyner, but he's not an, like obviously an edge rusher. Um, I don't know because they had Mac and Bruce Irvin, and they got rid and of and they got of rid them. of both of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't have him anymore. I don't know. Oh, uh, Jonathan Hankins. Hankins is an inside he's, guy, he's so they both have Quinn and Williams and Hankins. I mean, that would be a good run stuff defense, but they still need that outside guy. So maybe they'll consider going defensive end there. I do not like this pick, though. With the five pick, Buccaneers, inside linebacker Devin White from LSU. I'm not a big fan of that pick because I want them to fall to the 17 pick so we could take them, um, but uh, I don't think that's a reality there. Um, that's, su- that's surprising. I know the Buccaneers need a lot of de- uh, help, especially on defense, you know. but... Um, I don't know. I, I think, don't want Devin White to go there. I think they're gonna get Metcalf if he falls that low. Like Metcalf like, can't, is not a top five pick. Not even so? close. No, dude's in. Dude was injured most of his career in Ole Miss. The fact that he pretty much padded stats in the combine, which made him a high first round pick. Really? Yeah. His combine was one was like record breaking, and um his his agility testing was like equal to Tom Brady's. <laughs> like so, yeah. Wow. So like he couldn't go back and forth between cones. Like it wasn't good. Wow. He just no. He, like he ran. He probably ran a, a forty every single day yeah, until yeah. he got the right time. I'm sure he tested his vertical and benched every single day until he got it right. And so I don't know. I, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but I don't think he's a top five pick. Um, I don't think a wide wide receivers never go top five. It's always like I'm just saying the Bucks need the best they can get because they don't have anyone anymore. Except Mike Evans and yeah, Mike Evans. They lost Adam Humphreys. They have uh, Godwin, Jackson. Chris yeah. Godwin. He's not okay. Bad. He's okay. And then again, Arians is there now, so who knows how that? But neither you know, of them team is going to run. Mm-hmm. It doesn't blow me away, and the team's not going to blow you away. But I think Bruce Arians is going to hold it down there. Um, so who knows what he wants there? Um, New York Giants are taking quarterback Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State I think all three of his mock drafts he has Dwayne Haskins going there and I hate the fact that the Giants um, are pretty much at this point they have to draft a quarterback which is why they're taking him which I hate that Um, I feel like when you feel comfortable taking a quarterback you should take him but I feel like they're just so pressured to take someone because people are telling them to and I think you don't have to and I'm not saying wait because you don't know what position you're going to be in next year to try to get Herbert and Herbert's a clear almost first round pick if not to a depending on how they do this year. Um, yeah, I just hate how pressured they are to get a quarterback. Uh, Mark, I, I always tell you how I feel about Dwayne Haskins. And as a Giants fan, I feel like we've deserved a quarterback who not only you know, falls back into the pocket and makes a throw, but it's a big change when you have a guy like Russell Wilson, who has one of the worst offensive lines in the league, and he could scramble and make a play, make a throw, or mm-hmm. he can make a, get a first down, and that first down changes everything. You don't know how many plays I've watched where Eli Manning just throws a third and ten away, and we pretty much have to go back on defense, and mm-hmm. then it's just bad from there. When we could have a quarterback who could run and scramble for a play. Dwayne Haskins isn't one of those guys. Mm-hmm. He's tall. He's bulky. If a defensive rusher gets to him, he could he could get out of that first tackle and possibly move out of the pocket because I've seen some of his plays. He's good moving outside the pocket, but he's not going to go run for that first down if it's a third and five or if it's a second and three. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to find someone there. Um, 
And I don't want that. I want a guy who could actually run and he can ex- extend plays. Because, again, we have Saquon Barkley in the backfield. Mm-hmm. If you put him in on the next play because you give him a little break on that play, and that makes a major difference as to how many touchdowns we score this year. So I'm not a big fan of Dwayne Haskins. Mark, do you think we take him? And why shouldn't we take him if you don't think so? I don't think they're going to take Dwayne Haskins. I really think if the Cardinals do take Kyler Murray with the first pick, I think we're going to... Then we're automatically taking Haskins. I feel like there's no shot we don't take Haskins. I really think we're... There's rumors the Skins trade with the Jets pick, too, to try to get Haskins. So if that happens, then we definitely can't get Haskins. I feel like we would give our second-round pick to the Cardinals to get Josh Rosen if that happens. And then with our 6th and 17th, I feel like they would move up and try and get... I really think they want to get Nick Bosa. Like, I think they want to go back to the old school Giants defense. You are out of your mind. He's not – if Kyler Murray's taken first, then he obviously goes second. If Kyler Murray's not taken first, he goes first. So how is he ever going to slip out of the top two? No, that's what I mean. I think we will trade up to two and trade up – Mark, what are you saying? The Jets have the third pick. What are you going to give up? (laughs) You can't give up anything. We have nothing to give up. Absolutely no one. The sixth and the 17th pick? We're not giving up both picks to get the second pick in the draft. Yeah, you would. Mark, I don't think you're thinking logically here, dude. Don't you? Who's first the be- of all, who's the best rusher? First of all, you draft? have the Jets who are like, yes, you can come and take this pick. Since when have the Niners or the Cardinals say we want these picks? And I think the John, I think everyone would hate David Gettleman if he even gave up the sixth and the seventeenth pick to try to get a defensive player in Bosa because now you don't have a seventeen pick. The whole point of every trade was to get that second first-round pick, and now you don't have it just to get Bosa? I don't think so. But what talent is available 17th overall? Mark, plenty. I haven't even gotten to Montez Sweat yet. But, I mean, the talent that the Giants need ASAP Giants to win. Giants need to take anyone and anything that could breathe in this first round. Anything. Literally, they could just close their eyes and throw a dart at a dartboard, and that was the, <laughs> that was the right pick they should have made in that scenario. Um. Yeah, you're out of your mind. They're not. They're not giving up both picks. They're gonna use those first two picks. I don't think they trade up at all. Like at all. Um. I honestly think the Giants are just gonna go Haskins, and that's just the reality of the situation. Really? So, Chris. That being said, everything I've set up to this point is it said and done that the Giants are taking Dwayne Haskins. Because no shot they're trading up. Um, I, I mean, I'd say it's leaning towards him, and I say if it's not him, I don't think they'd be defense. I think they would go for what is it, Drew Locke? Is that the other guy? Yeah, that that's the only other option. I, I think he's gonna this, he's gonna fall in this at draft, this point but. in time. That would be the only person I could see them getting other than Askins. I wouldn't mind Locke, but again, he's at Mizzou, and uh, honestly, I'm not a fan of these colleges that these quarterbacks are at. Like Daniel Jones, like he went to Duke. Like Duke isn't versing any real competition in their football. Um division there so the next pick the Jags are taking offensive tackle Jawan Taylor out of Florida which makes a lot of sense their offensive their offensive line needs some uh, help there especially considering depth their recent depth um, who they just got rid of was our boy Eric Flowers who just signed a one-year deal with the Redskins hallelujah Um, yeah I think that's a very logical pick that they need there they definitely need an outside guy especially Mm -hmm. after signing Nick Foles Give him all the help you can get there because he's very good in the pocket. I think yeah. Nick Foles can really excel if you give him some time. Yeah. Um, so that seems right about that uh, right there. So the eight pick, Detroit Lions take defensive end Montez Sweat out of Mississippi State. You don't think so? I like that pick. I you know why? Because they got snacks in the middle. 
And then um, if they bring back Ansa, maybe, you know, he'll have him there. But then they have Trey Flowers, though. So that's... uh, What pick did you say? Eight? The eight pick. He had a phenomenal combine. And he's a pretty good defensive end. Something? something Yeah, yeah, you made a face right away. I don't think you like that pick at all. I don't. Something's telling me that they're going to... I think they, they need a skill position. I mean, they did lose... Golden Tate, obviously, because they traded him midseason, because they so they didn't want him in the first place. But they also have Marvin Jones, who wasn't and healthy they, this and they year. Have Galladay, but he's I love the, I love Galladay. He's, he's very the good. Easily their number one now. But mm-hmm. I don't. But I feel like you need somebody with him. He, he can't just rely on. Well, him. they have Carryon Johnson now, and Matt Stafford has that humongous contract. Their offensive line isn't too bad. They just got rid of. Uh, they didn't get rid of him. He retired. T.J. Lang. Um, yeah. So they may need help on their offensive line, but if they get all the help they can get on defense, then their defense will hold up their offense. And we've seen that with the Jaguars before, where their defense is phenomenal and their offense is eh, but they still manage to win games. Yeah. I think it could help them. Uh, depends where Ziggy Ansah goes. If he's out, then I think Montez Sweat goes there. Um, nine pick, Buffalo Bills take defensive end Rashawn Gary out of Michigan. I like him too. He had a pretty good, uh, what's it called, uh, combine as well. Um, defensive end. I think Buffalo needs all the help they can get anywhere. Same with the Giants. So yeah. I think they're in the same boat there. Um, makes sense. And then the Bengals are taking inside line linebacker Devin Bush. Wait, hold on. I mixed up the uh, the picks here. So the Broncos are the ten pick, and they're taking. I'm not sure. I don't agree with Mel Kiper here. They're taking tight end T.J. Hackinson out of Iowa. The Broncos. He has the Broncos taking him. Yes. That's weird. It's weird because they have Hewerman, Howerman, however you I pronounce mean, it. You would think they'd take a quarterback. Either they trade up for that quarterback, which sounds about right, or if they stay with that 10 pick, you're going defense because you already have uh, Bradley Chubb. You have um, Von Miller. Von Miller. Their defense is we great. They Chris still have Harris. Chris Harris. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's still good. He's on the tail end of his career, I think. He's been uh, not on the tail end, but he's yeah. uh, he's on the downfall. Um, still, still a phenomenal player. I think if your MO was winning that Super Bowl 50 game with pretty much just your defense – I th- I figured you try to go with the same method again. Um, honestly, I think they trade this pick to try to go three. I think the Jets will take someone. I I feel like they not necessary, but I feel like it would be a huge help for what they really rely on. I feel like they should trade up and they should get like with Keen Williams or something. I feel like they need some defensive tackle. Yeah, defensive tackle or something like that. Why would they take a tight end? If anything, what other team would need a tight end here? Not the Broncos. Patriots. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I was talking about this earlier. The Patriots, they would take a tight end with the 31st pick because they don't care because they didn't need a running back last year when they had the 30th pick because they lost to the Eagles, so they took uh, Sonny Michelle to fit in the rotation of the three other running backs who were there already, which is Rex Burkhead, James White, who's been there for a while, and now you bring in Sonny Michel, who pretty much scored the only touchdown in the Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl champion. And they didn't need to draft him first round. They could have went defense. They could have went like offensive line or yeah. something like that. And they didn't. So I think this is the exact time where the Patriots will go tight end, especially since Gronk is retired and stuff like that. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I think, if anything, they'll take him. They don't care. Um, but what makes no sense is if you have a guy like Devin Bush who's taken next by the Bengals, inside linebacker out of Michigan – and you don't even take him at that pick. Um, that's just strange. I don't know why they don't have anyone trading up or down in these mock drafts. I, I find this tr- pick really intriguing here. Packers are drafting wide receiver DK Metcalf out of Ole Miss. 
with the 12th pick to go alongside I, I, Devontae Adams? Yeah, I, I did hear. Um, I heard somebody talking about and this Geronimo on Allison. Center. They were saying, you know, he's that guy that can kind of like, you know, he he can make these big catches downfield. And they're saying that's what that's what Aaron Rodgers needs. He needs that guy now that can make these catches deep down the field because he can launch them. If this combine is no joke and he becomes a really good wide receiver, then I think the Packers got a steal because they did sign a lot of defensive players um, to pretty big contracts. Yeah. If they take Metcalf, I think Aaron Rodgers automatically makes him a pretty yeah solid wide receiver yeah. option. Because, again, they got Geronimo Allison. They have um, Valdez Val- Monte- oh, What was his name? Scantling. Marquez Valdez Scantling, yeah. Scantling mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. They even made him serviceable. So, who knows? Um, I think Metcalf going to the Packers is pretty real, solid. Real quick, backtrack. Because, again, the, he's outside of the top five. He's a 12th pick, so nothing to lose there. Backtracking to the Patriots pick, do you think there's any chance, instead of drafting a tight end to replace Gronk, that they draft the Ole Miss quarterback that the Giants were looking at, but to replace There is no Brady? Ole Miss quarterback that they were looking at. But Who, right. who is the – I can't think of his name. Daniel Jones is out of Duke. Daniel uh, Jones, Drew Duke. Locke That's is out of Missouri. And then Will Greer doesn't even look like he's going to be a second-round pick. He's looking to be in the third round. And he's out of West Virginia. Because they have no replacement in sight right now. I think the Bengals – I think, honestly, the Bengals need do need help at inside linebacker. So, they took, so if they do take Devin Bush, you can't be angry there. Um, but I've, I've been he- I've been hearing that they're they're in talks to try to get um, Daniel Jones mostly because who knows what's going on with uh, they're, they're not going to pay Andy Dalton I'm telling you right now so I don't know um, but this is what I had next okay not what I had Mel Kiper had this the 13 pick Miami Dolphins and I pretty much stopped here but I'll take a look at the the rest this is what just what I have written down Miami Dolphins are taking quarterback Drew Locke out of Missouri love that pick uh, you really can't go wrong there um, he's the guy you take. You sign Fitzpatrick to a two-year deal, um, and he could be your guy. I feel like if uh, you sit behind Ryan Fitzpatrick, who he's literally been around the league, like almost every single team. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think him and Josh Johnson have been on like the most teams of all time, and so he's been around. He knows exactly how these teams work, and he's on the tail end of his career where he'll sling it and then he'll make plays. Like this year, it was looking like he was going to be like the number one quarterback past week four, but then it kind of went downhill from there. And so I guess he'll show Drew Locke, hey. If you really want to succeed, just sling the ball. You're going to make mistakes. I'm here, so if I need to go in, I can teach you why you did why you went wrong and where you can go right. So I think Miami Dolphins taking Drew Locke is the best thing they could do there. So I kind of like that pick a lot. Um, I'm going to take a look at the rest of the draft. Just a couple more picks just to kind of seal the deal a bit. Okay. Uh, hold up. Wait. Um, one second. I lost it here. Whoopsie. Where am I going now? Oh, here we are. So I went up to the 13th pick. 14, Atlanta Falcons taking Ed Ed Oliver, defensive tackle, out of Houston. Do you like that pick? Yeah, I don't. I think that's going to be a good pick, and that's kind of what we I've been hearing the whole off season. So it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, um, your defense needs all the help they can get, especially considering injuries. Uh, 15, um, I definitely think the Washington Redskins will try their best to trade up somehow, some way. But um, Mel Kuyper had Brian Burns, um, outside linebacker out of Florida State, being taken there. 16 pick, Carolina Panthers, uh, Clellan Farrell, defensive end out of Clemson. Um, They need help on defense, so maybe that's a solid pick. Um, And then 17, New York Giants again which they received from Cleveland, Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle out of Clemson. 
listen, they're going to take a defensive player with 17. There's no if ands, or buts about it. I think we need a corner more than we need a D-tackle. I don't think we're taking one, though. Uh, listen, we lost Vernon. We don't have snacks anymore. You need help there. Tomlinson is a good D-tackle. He's been solid since we got him. He's Obviously, he's not snacks, but he's more than enough to fill that hole. I just think Janoris needs help back there. Like We were getting burnt by... Michael, we need help Mike everywhere. Gallup. That's what I'm saying. Just take a shot in the dark. Take whoever yeah. you want. Best player available. This is Giants MO again. Um, 18 Missouri uh Missouri. Minnesota Vikings taking Jonah Williams offensive tackle slash guard out of Alabama. They have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. They need wow. it. They just paid um Kirk Cousins three years, eighty four million guaranteed. So you pretty much you don't have him on a rental, but you have him on a win now situation where you give him all these all this guaranteed money in his first year, eh, you know, you gotta step it up a little bit, give him some help on the offensive line. I like that pick a lot. Um, I'm going to save the rest up for the draft because, again, there's going to be trades up, down, left, right. So we're going to see what happens. I want to see who the – oh, yeah. So at the end, the 32 pick, New England Patriots select Irv Smith Jr., tight end out of Alabama. So even Mel Kuyper had them taking a tight end, especially because Gronk just retired. Um, I think they do take a tight end there regardless because they don't care. And they have so many picks in this draft that it doesn't matter who they take, honestly. So um, – I think there'll be a bunch of trades um, to pretty much wind down the show. That's pretty much it. All I have. There's not many much else news going on in the NFL right now. Um, anything else you guys wanted to add before we finish off? Uh, no, I, th- I think that kind of covered what I was looking at. Mark, for you? Yeah, I think we got everything. All right, awesome. So we'll wrap up the show here. Um, so for those of you guys listening, if you guys can uh, follow our Twitter account, uh, Franchise Tech Pod on Twitter, we give you guys some updates on the latest news and trends going on in the NFL, and you also get new updates on when each episode comes out. You could also, if you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, uh, make sure to leave a review or leave a rating, and make sure to tell one person that you listen to the show. Again, you don't have to tell your whole family. You don't have to tell all of your school or classmates. Just tell one person that you listen to the show. Maybe put, you know, they'll listen to it, and then... Uh, It'll help us out a little bit. So not much to ask there. And uh, what else do I have to add here? Oh, you can listen to us on um, Spotify as well, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So if you're having trouble finding us, we're literally anywhere you could find us. So that's going to wrap it up here. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. (laughs) 